there's a lot of great pop punk or a lot of great people that that hit the notes right or like do the best runs or whatever you want to call it. But something about, you know, like you said, Brendan Flowers, Julian Casablanca, there's a reason I feel like they're staples and why they like came out of the industry so strong. Their vocals are very unique, whether you love it or not. Welcome to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. My name is David. My friend is Aaron. This week's episode is my interview with Travis, the lead singer in Louisiana-based pop punk alternative rock band, Hey Thanks. They actually just released their debut full-length album, Start Living, on Iodine Recordings. And uh, you're about to find out more about the band, but let me say this. If you enjoy going for long drives and listening to upbeat pop punk with heavy pop sensibilities and songs that'll remind you of yesterday... This band's for you. In this episode, Travis shares a few songs that have inspired him over the years, as well as the stories and thoughts behind three songs off of that brand new record that I just mentioned. And speaking of the new record, you can get it right now over at northernscene.net. Use the promo code GROWINGUP, all one word, all lowercase, at checkout, and you'll save 15%, just like that. Northern Scene is an online retailer bringing your favorite punk and hardcore vinyl releases to Canada with much quicker and cheaper shipping. Combine that with the 15% you'll save on all in-stock items by using the promo code Growing Up, and just watch your record collection grow. Like mine, since finding out about these guys... Um, it's kind of become a little bit of a problem, like in a good way. You know what I mean? I'm buying way more records these days simply because it doesn't cost an arm and a leg to ship them. Check out northernscene.net or go follow them at northernscene.store on Instagram. And like I said, save 15% on this brand new record from Hey Thanks. If you're not based out of Canada, you can still order it through Northern Scene. You can also head on over to iodinerecords.com. Before we get into this week's episode... Go follow us on social media at Growing Punk Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also throw us some support on Patreon if you enjoy what we do. A couple bucks a month and general support. We got merch. Uh, if you want to go grab a t-shirt, maybe a coffee mug, sticker, anything like that, it all helps. And of course, subscribe to the show. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends about it. If you end up loving this band, don't just tell them about the band. Tell them about the episode as well because it's a good one. I promise. I really do. I really promise. Anyway, let's not waste any more time. It's time to discover some new music. This is my conversation with lead singer Travis discovering Hey Thanks. So let's, um, I like to kind of go back to the start, the beginning, as it were. Do you remember like the first, whether it's like a pop punk band, punk band or whatever that kind of introduced you to uh, this kind of whole scene? Uh, I remember it was in sixth grade. Um, I actually, you know, it's funny. I have the tattoo for it, but I, I heavily got into like Circus Survive. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anything like that was Anthony Green related, um, yep. I, I was just all over it. So. Um, you know, Seosin, uh, his solo stuff, even Audience of One, like his older stuff when he was in high school, you know, all of that mm -hmm. was like cool to me. Yeah, that's like Circus Survive. That seems like a pretty like deep sort of cut for a sixth grader. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I, I didn't understand how deep it was, I guess, right. until like late the later years. But I remember, you know, I mean, I had I had my list of like bands I would uh consider cringy now but uh right. yeah, yeah i think circa was like the band that i think stuck with me through all of the years of school so yeah. you know yeah i mean that's like 
it's a solid band. I know the first time I heard them uh, would have been, I guess, probably 2005-ish, somewhere in there anyway. Like, a, a buddy of mine had gone and seen, um, there's a, a band from up here. Are you familiar at all with the band Monine? Yes, yeah. I love Monine so much. Amazing. Okay, Such so they, yeah, they were touring. I think it was a Monine show he went to, uh, and at the time, like I'm assuming now, if Circa Survive is playing a show, Monine is opening for them, right? But at the yeah. time, this was like Circa was on. How do you say? Is it Juturna? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, um, Juturna. Yeah. So they were touring that record, and he went and saw Monine, and he comes back. He's like, man this band that opened for them they're called circus survive and he like loaned me the cd and he was just talking about like how much reverb was on the guitars and all this stuff and i was like yeah that's pretty rad and then you know to to kind of dig in and go oh it's the guy from from seosin that's pretty cool right like yeah yeah uh, so yeah no circus survive is uh yeah definitely uh not a deep cut in terms of like people don't know who they are because that's obviously not the case. But like yeah. what they were doing musically and and lyrically and stuff, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That in sixth grade you were latching onto that. Yeah, I, I would say them as well as uh, you know, I mean anywhere from I remember I was like into Bless the Fall, like Escape the Fate, all that mm. stuff, like in the early two thousand six era. Yeah, I, that was the first uh, introduction to I guess music like that because prior. Uh, you know, like me growing up through elementary school, I was rather into like, you know, what my mom was listening to, which was like, you know, Depeche Mode or David Bowie or right. Tears for Fears. Yeah. Or me, I was like, you know, since I only had radio to listen to as a as a kid, I, you know, I was actually really into uh, like that early 2000s rap, like uh, Nelly and uh, mm -hmm. Mike yep. Jones and Lil Boosie. And, you know, yeah. so it was <laughs> uh, an interesting merge of yeah music i guess yeah no that's that's kind of cool do you remember like the first band that kind of made you think whether it was that you saw them live or just heard like hearing them that kind of made you want to pick up an instrument or or you know start singing or whatever and think i could do this um i i think i told this story once before but uh it was i had started listening to bands like you know right around me entering middle school but mm -hmm. at the first time i got to see a band of that caliper i guess play was um there was this band called I Am Terrified. I don't know if you know who they mm. are. It rings um, a bell, but not right off the top of my head. Yeah, they they also went by the name like Fixed by Tuesday. They were some uh they weren't a huge band, but they were signed to like um a small label from around here called Goatee Records. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and so they were in that era of like Christian metalcore, you I was know, like say, uh, yeah. <laughs> under oath and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, at the would they have been hold on, I'm trying to so would they have been label mates with, like, was Reliant K on that label at one point? God, I, I don't know, I don't know but it, that it's a, I, I guess it's a similar vibe, except, you know, they have screaming in it too, yeah. but yeah. Uh, kind of a same, the same vein. Um, but I was going to say they played, our, we had a like this weird Christian club thing that they would mm -hmm. do on Thursdays. And uh, I, I kind of like was pushed into it in school. So I joined and one day the teacher was like, Hey, we have this band that we are going to have play for an after school event and yeah. everything is going to be cool. And, um, nobody knows who it is, but they just said it's some Christian band and everybody's like, cool. Well, we get there and it seemed like there was like a few kids that like knew what was about to happen. Um, and I guess the teachers didn't do their research that this was like, you know, metal core, like esque kind right. of band. Yeah. So the second their first song drops, like all these kids just start moshing each other in the school and that principal like starts freaking out and like <laughs> trying to tackle kids to the ground. And he's like, why is everybody fighting? Like, you know? Yeah. Um, it, I, <laughs> in that moment I was like, I, I have, I want to do this shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I, I was just looking at uh, some of the artists on that label and there were some that, so like Reliant K wasn't on there, but like abandoned Kansas. I remember listening to them uh, yeah. They were pretty rad. And then, uh, oh, I was going to say, what was the other one? Oh, no, Reliant K was on there. They are there. Oh, they, Never mind. They I were? Them. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. I don't know how oh, yeah. I skipped them when I was going through the list, but because uh, <laughs> I, I skipped down, where is it? Uh, anyways, there's a there's a few few artists on that label that I remember listening to just through uh, different different people sharing them and stuff. But 
that's awesome i just love i love the idea no you know some people knew what was coming but those those that were there that probably cared what was coming next were a little taken taken aback but oh yeah uh, yeah that's that's fun um yeah so when did like i guess how long has hey thanks been a band and was that like your first band that you started or is it kind of one that's several down the line um i would say uh for me, I joined Hey Thanks in 2017, but the band's like foundation kind of started in 2016. They actually had a whole different singer. Um, I did play in bands pre prior to that. Um, I think the first band I ever joined, I was a uh, I was like 12 or 13 years old, and it was like one of those shitty like not shitty. I mean, we were cool for what we were doing, but like right. you know, two singer band like a screamer and singer and sure yeah. It's like, a seven piece band total classic. <laughs> um, and uh, from there, you know, I, I got into like pop punk bands and some, you know, other local acts up until uh, the last band I was in, uh, we I had a band called the Skyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we played a local show with Hey Thanks before I was even in the band. And I remember seeing them and they brought this huge crowd to like our little town. And I was like, Oh shit. I was like, these, these guys seem legit. So, yeah. um, and I know this is a little snide of me to say, but in the moment I was like, I can do better than that singer. And, and prove it. I, I, ironically enough, like six months later, they fucking hit me up. Yeah. And uh, something they had a there was a, a falling out with the singer, and they thought they were getting this like record deal that ended up being fake. Um, oh, fun. Yeah, but they asked me to join with that like in mind. Yeah. So the first thing I thought I was like, oh hell yeah, let's fucking. do this shit i'll start touring or whatever yeah and uh you know that's kind of how it all came about you know so 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 then they approached you to join the band or did you have to like try out or anything i i they approached me because they had seen me play in my old band with them at the show and i think in the moment it wasn't like i was the priority choice it was more like they got offered this supposed record deal and there was a singer change and they were like frantic to like find somebody or something to fill the mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. And I, you know, I just so happened to be in this perfect condition where like I was getting laid off of uh, my job at like Kellogg's or whatever, doing sales shit. Yeah. And, uh, and my other band, you know, we were, it's not like we were breaking up, but we just were in this kind of like uh, limbo where we weren't really, I guess, uh, going anywhere with anything, you know, we wrote some songs and played some local shows you know, we'd split the, the cost of whatever we get paid and, you know, buy yeah. beer after. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like the first real ordeal, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome. But so then the, the fake, the fake record label, fake contract, fake offer, whatever it was happens or doesn't happen, I guess. Uh, <laughs> how does, how does iodine recordings become a part of that? Because I mean, to be, to be fair, your guys' sound is not you know i had casey on a little while ago and we were talking about you know, like not every iodine band sounds the same obviously but there's there's two things that stand out about your band one uh you're a lot younger than a lot of the bands on the label which case <laughs> casey was joking about you know he's just signing all these his old head friends and whatever but yeah. uh and then and then two um like far and away you guys are like the poppiest sounding band on the label so how did that sort of come together for you guys do you remember that's a i mean i'm just as surprised as you are that uh casey took that endeavor because uh <laughs> y- you know we some of us in the band like we knew about some of the bands that were yeah. on the label like jerome's dream and all that stuff yeah but uh you know it kind of came together last uh last year uh we self-released from me to you by ourselves and uh we were kind of holding off on like the release as a whole because we didn't really have a plan Mm-hmm. And I remember um, our producer, Gary Sione, uh, plays in Crime, Crime and Stereo and uh, used yeah. to play in Day Trader. Uh, he he messaged me. He was like, yo, what the fuck's going on with your record? And uh, I was like, just trying to figure it out, man. And he, and he yeah. was just like, he was like, y'all are taking forever to release this. So <laughs> the, the next week, uh, Gary messaged me and he was like, hey, I might have some people that are interested in like wanting to do like a deal with y'all for the record. And uh so because of that little exchange, um, we, we ended up doing some Zoom calls with Casey. Um, you know, he realized we were probably like two years old whenever he was running the label before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, and that, I guess, inspired him to 
want to take us on and yeah. give us a chance. It's know? funny. We, we were laughing about that because he had said at some point he, uh, you know, mentioned, oh, have you ever heard this band? Because whether it was your sound was reminding him of that or whatever. And then you're like, I don't know if it was you specifically, but the guys were like, um, that was like before we were born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is, which is uh, wild. Which I guess, um, just to blow Casey's mind, because uh, I feel like this has been a controversy of like people thinking different things. But uh, I know I heard in like one of the podcasts, he was, uh, they were like guess- guessing everybody's age, mm. but we're actually all in our mid 20s. So I was, okay. I was born yeah, when yeah. I started, <laughs> but, but to say I could have ever had a recollection. Yeah, I, for sure. Probably. Probably not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, sorry, Casey. I'm not. I'm not 19. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, well, let's get into. I had you bring some songs. Uh, you brought three songs that were influential to you, as well as three "Hey Thanks" songs that we will get to talking about that are off of the new record, "Start Living." Uh, but you. why don't we? Why don't we start with uh, kind of the songs that inspired you? So what we'll do is uh, we'll listen to the song and then. We'll talk about it after, why you picked it, you know, thoughts on the song, that sort of thing. So let's start with uh, The Strokes and the song Machu Picchu. are for sure one of those bands that just like sound perfect on headphones <laughs> oh my god yes the 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 landscape of like the guitars yeah. like 
pocketing it, and, and it's just insane to me, you know. And God. all the different stuff going on with the vocals in that song are is, is truly incredible. The the Strokes are also a band that, while I don't like listen to them regularly, they whenever they come on, um, I'm 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 listening if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they kind of hook me in, but. Uh, when did so? When did you first get into the Strokes? Because I mean, this is you know their re- their what was it fourth record I think, kind of ten years yeah. after they blew up type deal. Yeah, this was like the record they came back on after like a hiatus or something from their third yeah. record or whatever. But uh, I think you know the Strokes for me and why they're so inspiring, especially like this song too, is uh they do a really good job at picking these like soundscapes that fit each song individually like Mm. so well like you know it's not like when i listen to a strokes record especially like the later records it seems like you know it's not like there's just one drum sound or like one guitar tone or one thing happening it just seems like they really take every song and they think about that like in the best form it can be versus like thinking like this record has to have this like one i guess sort of dialect to it you know yeah 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 um so that's inspiring to me because, you know, I'm also a huge production nerd. So like when, like you said, whenever I get to listen to stroke songs and like yeah. the, the way the the mixing engineers pick and pull the guitars, like in the left and right channels and stuff, it just, it keeps me interested, you know, mm-hmm. it, uh, and they're really good also at making hooks that don't require like this, like super crazy vocal or like, you know, some person belting out like the highest note they can possibly hit. It's like yeah. Julian Casablanca's vocals, whether you love it or hate it, it's like you know when he's on a track, you know when he's singing. Right. Um I yeah. like yeah, both him and uh I guess is it Brendan Flowers from The Killers? Yeah. Uh I I've oh like I mean obviously they came from a similar time, similar scene. Yeah. Uh, but I I've always really enjoyed kind of that understated vocal delivery you know yeah. like where it's like clearly they are like they, they don't need to go out there and like you said like do all these crazy vocal parts or whatever they're singing and i'd be curious actually to hear either one of those guys um and and i think i have more faith that brandon flowers could do it versus julian but yeah but like to actually like take off vocally um you know and kind of and do something crazy but like i said the their deliveries that they have on those records uh, it's it's for sure one of the most endearing parts, I think, of what they were doing and what they are doing and however you want to put that. But um, because anybody can sing along. <laughs> exactly. And it's and, and the the character, I think, that yeah. the voices have is a it's unique in its own right. You know, like yeah. there's a lot of great there's a lot of great pop punk or a lot of great people that that hit the ro- the notes right or like do the best, you know, runs or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But something about you know like you said brendan flowers julian casablanca it's like there's a reason i feel like they're staples and why they like you know mm-hmm. came out of the industry so strong you know it's yeah, like yeah. I, their vocals are very unique whether you love it or hate it yeah so. well and like um i've brought this this guy up on the show a number of times but one of my favorite songwriters is uh dave bazan so he was in like pedro the lion and stuff like that okay but he uh his vocal delivery is similar in the sense where he's just kind of like laid back and there every now and then he might do a little something but for the most part it's all like kind of in that same vocal space and um where it's just really easy to sing along and i've always appreciated singers who can do that but make it still sound uh interesting engaging and you know like hook you back in sort of thing um yeah it's always kind of been been something that that's that's hooked me into music too but um the next band that you picked is actually uh another band where the first time i was listening to them it was the vocals that really jumped out at me uh but let's get into this one from uh their album american candy this is the self-titled or the self-titled the title track off of the album (laughs) american candy it's the main
that song just feels good to listen to. <laughs> oh yeah, that whole record, honestly. But yeah, uh, so like when the when the chorus hits on that song, especially they they so. The main are a band. I don't remember when I first heard them specifically, but it was back. Like uh, I'm gonna say, was Black and White out yet? Like it was those. Like Can't Stop, Won't Stop, and Black and White were like two records that I listened to over and over again by them. Yeah. And then I remember having Pioneer, uh, and then that's kind of where I stopped following. And I shouldn't say stopped following them, but stopped listening to them regularly. Uh, yeah. so when you, when you picked this song and I, I put it on this playlist and I listened to it, it was probably, I think the first time I'd heard it, but as soon as that, like they have a similar sound that I like to say with, uh, the band, the dangerous summer where yeah. as soon as a record comes on from them, you feel like you've had it with you and you've known it since you were a child. Yeah. They have this unique ability to write music that feels nostalgic without actually being nostalgic for you you know what i mean so oh yeah 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 so when this one came on and it especially when that chorus hit i was like all right now i want to go listen to this record because i've never given it given it a chance but um when did when did you kind of get into the main and what made you pick this this specific song you know the main for me um funny enough when i was young because i was growing up more in that post hardcore like era with like circa and stuff i actually wasn't super into the main for the first two records and like pioneer um i got into the main probably probably four or five years ago like by like probably a little after this record was already out and the Mm -hmm. next record lovely little lonely came out Mm -hmm. Uh, but it wasn't until like 2019 or 2020 when i like i really dived into their stuff and and to be honest, like, I, you know, I went back and I checked all the records and uh, I have an appreciation for all the things they do. But I, I personally feel like these last three or four records that they dropped, it, it just feels like they progressively like I'm just are just honing in on their sound more and more. And it, uh, his voice just uh, it's charismatic. You know, it just feels yeah. uh, he, again, another singer that he's not crazy with his like vocal performances, but like yeah. the melodies he creates with his songs are you know great yeah um, they're because like those first couple records were a lot more in the realm of i think i heard this as a phrase like neon pop punk uh, yeah you know and say along the lines of bands like the academy is or cute is what we aim for which i actually really like both of those bands Same. too uh especially with the academy is uh fast times at barrington high great is, oh <laughs> great record underrated um also i get i get hard knocks for this but santi i think is a a great experimental record for them sure yeah yeah um so Um, but like so they kind of started the main started sort of more in that world and i think to what you're saying like they kind of found their sound and what i love about this band although i haven't had an opportunity to be a part of this but the fact that they found their sound and they found their audience. And I think instead of concerning themselves with how can we get bigger, how can we, you know, grow our numbers, they went, no, we have this, this audience, let's cater to them. Let's make this a whole big, cause they've got their whole, I think it's a festival that they do. A, yeah. A one, two, three or, or four or something or yeah, some number. Which, yeah. Which I don't, I don't know if they've been able to do it the last couple of years, you know, with everything going on, but to just be like, hey, this is a thing. We're going to play it. We're going to bring our friends. You are going to come and listen, and we're all going to have a great time. And, you know, you are you are who we are focusing on, as it were, we're who we're making the music for, as opposed to going like, oh, how can we, you know, bring in these people that are listening to this kind of music or this kind of music? They just know who yeah. they've got, and they love them. And I was going to say, they uh, uh, if you haven't kept up with them, not this record, but the record before, You Are Okay?, yeah. They actually did a whole live performance for like they went to this auditorium, hired a whole like orchestra to like uh play like the uh the composition that they wrote for the tracks. Right. And uh they played the entire performance for like one audience member, one fan of theirs <laughs> that's been keeping up with theirs them since like 2011. Yeah. And they brought her to this auditorium thinking she was going to be in a concert and when she got in it was just her and they sat her down, and they like filmed the whole event. So that's they're really amazing. good at catering to their like yeah their fan base and that's what i really admire about them plus they 
as after the pioneer era when they got into american candy and lovely little lonely they did another thing which is why i appreciate them so much is like they experiment with like their production and like what they do with recording like every record they've done they like go to an airbnb and they bring all their studio gear they get a producer and they live in this airbnb for like you know a month or whatever it takes to yeah. record the record and they just experiment with the sounds that the house they're using gives them you know huh. That's pretty so. cool. Yeah, that's cool. that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, they'll forever kind of be a band that uh, I have to appreciate. And listening to this song, uh, 100%, I want to go and uh, listen to this record now. I've got a road trip coming up, so it's definitely going to get downloaded onto the phone uh, to listen to it. So the next song that you brought um, is by the band The 1975, and the song you brought is It's Not Living If It's Not With You.
going to have to tell me a little bit about the 1975 because they're a band I've, whose name I've heard for years and I've listened to uh, a song here or there uh, and always yeah. enjoyed them whenever I've listened to them. But I've never been able to, I guess, fully get into sort of what what they've got going on. So tell me a little bit about what, I guess, drew you into the band. Um, you know, again, uh, the 1975, uh, funny enough, started off as a band I actually wasn't that into. Um, mm. I remember in the early years when they had came out with the self-titled and uh, and the second record that has a title way too long to to say. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I thought they were okay, but I guess I just I didn't understand, you know, what they were about. But for me, the 1975, the reason I chose this song was because they're a band that not only knows how to like write, you know, bops that have these big, huge choruses and like have, you know, great lead ups into the choruses. But uh, they if you go dive into their discography, they've damn well made about like every genre of like of music that you can think of. Like the last record they put out track one, it's called uh, People. It's literally, um, you know, a very uh, just for a general term, a, a punk song where he's like screaming and going crazy. And yeah. then, you know, track three, which is like, you know, three minutes later, it it sounds like you are in like Disney World and there's like an orchestral <laughs> theater playing and like the birds are chirping, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So I admire because I admire that like they're willing to take big risk and just do whatever they feel like doing as far as like their musicality goes. And it doesn't mean I always like there's a lot of 1975 songs. I don't really vibe with that much, you know, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's it's definitely more of the sentiment of like, you know, what they're doing as a band. You know, they're a band where it's like, uh, again, just like with the Strokes um, or the Main or even the Killers, when I hear a song by them, it's like I don't think about like, oh, uh, this is another one of those pop punk bands or another one of those punk bands. I just think of like the, the word 1975. Right. You know? It's the first thing that pops in my head. So yeah, I, th- I think if you're a band that can get to that caliper where like that's how people think of you like you must be doing like something right sure yeah yeah. so what made you pick this specific song uh i just love the the production you know i love the big uh, choir vocals like behind the singing it it, honestly in some moments kind of gives me like uh some michael jackson vibes a little bit yeah yeah. uh but uh you know and i love those huge like soaring like leads that just come into things Mm -hmm. um and especially on headphones, another one of those bands where like uh, their tracks have a lot of little nuances going on in yeah. between, you know, sections like the back of vocals or a little synth that comes in and goes away. Yeah. Um, and I just I really like that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, I think my I, I guess the trouble I've had connecting with the band is kind of what you're saying is one of the things you like about them is, you know, one song can sound like this and the next song can sound like that. Uh, yeah. I like if, if there's some not not that they all necessarily need to sound this way, but if more yeah. of their stuff, you know, was like say this song that we just heard, where I know I'm kind of a fan sometimes of like knowing what I'm getting into when I put it on. And right now, like yeah. the specific sound of that song is like something that you know, kind of I've I've looked for in uh, in like some some different artists in music. Like there's, a, I don't know yeah. that this is necessarily quote unquote synth wave, but it has some of that same vibe Elements. to it where I'm like, yeah, where I'm like, oh, you know, where uh, bands like, or artists like The Midnight, for instance, are like a, a big yeah. one where I'm like, I love the feel of what they do. And so when this taps into it, I'm like, oh, I want more of that. Uh, yeah. And, and then, you know, next song kind of changes it up a little bit and I'm like, oh, but I was really liking that, you know? So yeah, yeah, um, but it does. I agree. I think that that's like I said, that's like the takeaway is like, yeah, um, it's like a double edged sword. Like I, I value the 1975 because they're willing to do stuff like that. Sure. But yeah. at the same same time, like there's not out of all their records. I feel like the first record they dropped is really the only one that you could listen to front to back. And it seems mm. relevant. Right. Every record that came after that it feels like it's great to pull songs and put it in a playlist. But like, if yeah. you're listening to it, like front to back, sometimes it, it can't mechanically doesn't make that much sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, and I know. mean, that's, that's the thing about music, right? Like some artists are going to be like, we, like, like you said, you appreciate the fact that those, they kind of are willing to do what they sort of want to do. Um, yeah. 
and you know as long as they are you know they've got conviction in that good on them you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah uh, yeah. you know instead of being a band that's like okay well now this is our such and such a song because you know oh this artist had a hit with that that kind of music and then this is our funk song because this artist had you know what i mean like (laughs) trying to grab them that way being like let's see if we can cash in on some of these things but yeah uh, yeah no that that song it's i mean it's real easy to vibe to and get into so yeah, uh, that's pretty rad. Let's get into the songs that you brought from your new record, uh, Start Living, uh, which is your, I guess before we get into them, so it's your debut full length. Um, how does that feel like to, to have uh, an actual full record out there now as opposed to singles and EPs and stuff? Um, it definitely feels uh, surreal. I, I guess it's like um, for us as a band, you know, with the pandemic and even like all the tours we did, you know, when I started, like... Uh, there was always these moments where like we do something and we kind of question ourselves and be like, you know, are we really going to be able to like push on to the next thing? And uh, somehow, some way, like some opportunity always comes up and the universe mm-hmm. just kind of wants to like keep guiding us along the track. So I guess yeah. that has to mean something. And uh, yeah. so to have this record and the physicals, you know, in my hand and just a label that I guess gives a fuck about like, packaging and making it this perfect little thing it's you know it's a a blessing so well it's it's interesting because when i first connected with casey uh, and we were talking about you know like promoting different bands and whatever he's like one of the bands you have to have on is hey thanks uh and so like i said when i i was like okay cool like i've never i'd never heard of heard of your band before that uh, and so immediately I check it out and, you know, he's talking about how it's, it's different from what they normally do, but he's, you know, super excited about what you guys have to offer. So, uh, yeah. why don't we get into that? And from what I understand, I think you kind of mentioned earlier that this song, the first song that we're going to play and listen to, um, was kind of the song that got you connected with Casey and iodine in the first place. Right. Yeah, yeah, this song, um, it was self-released at first, and then we re-released it with the label, so. There we go. Okay, so let's get into it, and then we'll talk about it. This is uh, Hey Thanks, and the song From Me to You. After the end of a rush, it's It's time to look back, it's time to see that I really wanted you in all of this And all the mayhem still believe It's not
So I think up front, the most obvious comparison out of the three bands that you shared would be you know you got more in common with the main, I think, than yeah than the other two. But uh, at the same at the same time, it's this song is interesting to me because when it first, whether it was the first time I listened to it or you know second, third, whatever, uh, the melody that you've got going on in the verse gives me, and I mentioned a moment ago, you know, kind of like synth wave vibes. Uh, yeah. the, the midnight vibes. There's something you're doing in it that just reminds me of like feel good, like eighties synth rock sort of like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. There's uh Oh shoot. What's the song. There's a song that comes to mind, but I can't, um, I can't think of the, the name of the song off the top of my head, but there is yeah. a specific song that when it comes on, I'm like, Oh man, similarly to how I said, you know, American candy just feels good to listen to it. Like this song has that similar vibe where it's like, man, it just feels good to listen to this. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I think a lot of that has to do in the, in the production realm. We did a lot of, uh, you know, those like cleaner soaring guitars. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like stuff that's harder to hear. Like, you know, these background guitars that kind of make that more ethereal mm-hmm. kind of like vibe, I guess, to where it's not just a dry, you know, yeah, jack, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so what what made you pick this song as one of the ones you wanted to talk about? I think, you know, for me, picking it uh, only made sense because it's it's one of the first songs we worked on as a band whenever we were like in the demoing phase of this record. Um, it was the first song that like we decided, you know, we were kind of trying to, you know, get away from our full on like emo roots or whatever you want to call right. it. Um, and kind of dive more into like a pop sensual kind of sound. So for us, this song was a very big step into, I guess, the grand scheme of like where we're trying to go as a band. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just a great song to to have as a first showcase for people that want to get to know who we are. Yeah. And, you know, li- lyrically, it just uh, it kind of speaks about, you know, how it's hard sometimes to communicate those uh, those feelings you have or the things you want to say to people. Um, because you know, it's easy, like thinking of the perfect scenario in your head. And then whenever you get that moment to speak up, it just doesn't ever come out the right way, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, so. I think something I want to say all of us can probably relate to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And for those of us, and for those of the, you know, people who can't relate to it, uh, share your wisdom, I guess. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fair. No, it's, it is a, a feel good song. It reminds me, I mean, like as far as how the whole vibe goes, it reminds me, you know, kind of like a, a summer night sort of thing that you put on. Um, yeah, man, it's a, it, it is a great introduction to the band, uh, for sure. So the next song that you bring, um, also off the new album and it is called this small space.
Well, I mean, congratulations. You're now one of those bands that uh, d- does that thing I was talking about with whether it be the main or um, the dangerous summer, just like that automatically make me feel nostalgic. Uh, and and I think like I think the it sounds lyrically thematically that that kind of fits uh, to kind of feel a bit nostalgic listening to that song you're talking about. Uh, if I if I picked out some of the lyrics correctly, like going for like drives and uh, there were just a few like different lyrics in there where I was like, all right, we're, it feels like we're looking back on something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, the whole song premise was pretty much, um, you know, just those like feelings of lonesomeness, you know, being on tour and kind of feeling like you're missing out on things back at home and like. You know, it, it, that that uh, never being satisfied because it's like one minute, one version of you wants to be on the road and doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And like when you're at home, you're always anticipating that. But then it's like on the other end, you get out on the road. And after like day 10 or whatever, you just start thinking like, damn, what 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 am I missing back at home right yeah. now? You know? Yeah. So it's definitely a song about longing. You know? Yeah, sure. And uh, I think it I, I love when a when a song uh, like the, you know, the soundscape of a song or whatever fits, I think like the message of the song, you know, like it, it feels like that listening to it, not just because you're singing about that, but, um, just the way the whole song is sort of put together. So, um, what was, what made you pick this as one of the songs that you wanted to share with us? I think it's, uh, it's just a great song that, uh, kind of still represents the embodiment of like, Hey, thanks from the start. You know, it's still Mm -hmm. got, it's uh it's emo roots to it, but it's like yeah. you know it's it's still got that alt rock kind of sound, um, you know I, I think it's just a very expressive song uh, lyrically and vocally, and you know I yeah. think it's just something like you know if, you, even if you're not a fan of this genre, it's like you can't help but appreciate the song for what it is. So. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I definitely got you know kind of, uh, I guess maybe 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 it's the like easy answer to say, but kind of like taking back Sunday vibes just with uh, when that you kind of had the two vocals, like the one in the background that was like singing yeah. a different line underneath what you know you're singing up front. So uh, yeah, which I think is definitely one of those like classic uh, classic things used in not just emo and stuff like that, but I, I think it really, especially in this world, came to the forefront in that that sort of time. That genre, but that genre yeah. yeah, man. Uh, yeah. no, a really good song. Um, Appreciate it's, it. uh, it's from what I've, the, the, the chances that I've had to listen to this, it like definitely gives me, uh, the album, you know, kind of was like I mentioned earlier about downloading the main for a road trip, right? Like it gives yeah. me those kind of like vibes from like, man, I just want to be and fitting again for this song, but I just want to be on the road, you know, with nothing but yeah. miles ahead of me listening to this. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that's that's my favorite time to listen to music typically too, because it's like, I'm just, I've got nothing else but that sort of thing, right? So yeah, it's, it's the perfect moment to like, to listen to music in this day and age, because it's like, we don't really get a chance to yeah. otherwise, unless yeah. you're on a Saturday cleaning the house. It's like, right. <laughs> yeah. So. And a lot of times though, the music is just like in the background, right? So something, yeah. something might jump out at you, but like when you're, you know, on a long road trip, you just have endless hours to, to dive in. So Uh, Let's get into the one last song that you brought, and uh, it's called I'm Sure It's On The Way.
I can't help but smile, though, while listening to that song uh, after, you know, our conversation over the last hour or so, because I feel like that song, um, I mean, maybe not as much the main, but really encompasses everything we talked about with the 1975 and with the Strokes. Uh, And I love uh, just the different, like, I guess, production, um, not tricks, that's not the word, but just like little nuggets of different like production elements like, in the song. Yeah, the layers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and like when you know when your when your vocals kind of get all like uh, maybe muddy or dreamy. Maybe dreamy is the more correct word. You know, as as the EQ kind of shifts and stuff like this, and everything's sort of swelling around it. And then, and then yeah. what I really love though is that there was this bit like surrounding that where it felt like okay, the song's just gonna kick back in but then it didn't right like you kind of like it was almost like a false a false start and then the build starts and then it does eventually come back in it's like oh man it just made that sort of release feel a little more um i guess like impactful versus it being in sort of the predictable spot right like yeah uh, and yeah just everything going on in that song it, it 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 captures what we talked about with the strokes what we talked about with the 1975 is like listening on headphones there's just a lot of fun happening. I appreciate that. That that song means a lot to me. So tell I'm me about that idea. Yeah, tell me um, about the song. You know, uh, so with this whole record, uh, this is really like the first time uh, me as a, a part of the band like got to have a lot of a uh, creative freedom with like um, writing songs and like kind of putting a big stamp of like what I'm into musically on the table. Mm-hmm. And um, this song. Um, you know, just a little pretext to it is like I was writing this as a as a solo song at first, and okay. uh, I remember before I was I, I was showing uh, my drummer Trevor um, the song. I was like, "Hey, I, I might drop this just like as me or whatever," and he was the one that held me back. And he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" He was like, "I really think," you know, he was like, "And maybe everybody thinks we'll be crazy for this, but we should just make this a hey thanks song." And uh, and I think that this song kicked off the whole idea that like we didn't want to have limits like as a band anymore, as yeah. far as like what sound we're trying to uh, give people a narrative to. We just I feel like this song is like a stepping stone for us to be able to be anything in the future, you know. Right. So yeah. it's a it's a very uh, dear song to my heart, at least. Yeah. yeah. So do you do or were you doing much solo stuff? Um, I mean, right now, like on Spotify, you know, I have another artist profile name called Joltstepper. I have like three little solo <laughs> songs on it, but okay, yeah. I, I just, you know, did it for fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause you know, I, I have Ableton on my computer. So a lot of times I'm just producing sounds and making yeah. random things. And, uh, yeah. so it was just going to be another one of the tracks that nobody listened to, but <laughs> <laughs> it became more than that, you know? Yeah, not so, only did it make the record, but it was one of the uh, the singles leading into the release of the record. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, surprisingly, are being very open and accepting to it. Because we thought a lot of the people that have been fucking with us since like the beginning would be like, what is, what is this? What is, yeah. Yes, what is this? <laughs> I you mean, know? I think, though, the fair thing to say about the song is that I don't think there's... While it is expanding on, I think, ideas uh, in your sound... I don't know that it's fully outside of the realm, right? Like, because if we go back to From Me to You, it's dancey, right? Like, it's got its yeah. dance moments. Obviously, I think with this small space, it was a little more straightforward. But mm-hmm. on From Me to You, it definitely kind of opens that that realm a little bit of connecting the straightforward, um, you know, like alt-rock sound or whatever you're 
you want to classify it as with yeah. something a little dancier. So this, I think, just kind of expands on that quite a bit, but I don't think it, I think because of that, it doesn't feel like, you know, oh, what is this? Yeah. What is this band doing? Right. Like, yeah, um, yeah. It's still, well, kind that's of, good though. Yeah, yeah. I think, it, I think it translates because of that, but uh, yeah, no, it's, and I mean, you, just when you get the treats, you know, when listening to the song, like if, if you're listening to this song for the first time, or if you've listened to it, you know, 15, 20 times, whatever, if you haven't listened to it on headphones, I think there, you definitely, uh, there's a bonus to listening to it on headphones, right? I, I think that's the case for a lot of music though. Even if it's just sort of straightforward stuff, you just kind of yeah. pick up on things you didn't hear before. Right. So, yeah. uh, yeah, man, it was, it was a treat to listen to. And I mean, this I whole list that. of songs I think was, was fun to listen to because, you know, the first number of times I would have listened to this playlist, the, it was on speakers and just kind of playing in the background or what have you, right? So to actually sit yeah. down with headphones on and inten- you know, intentionally listen, uh, mm-hmm. there was a lot to kind of pick up from that. So that was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> I really I, re- I really appreciate that, you know? this. Uh, like I said, this record is, uh, I think it's a nice uh, step for us as a band. And I think it's a great debut record to really, uh, I guess, give people, you know, that... Uh, curiosity you know like make people you say you know what is this band you know what are they where are they mm. going to go from here after you know because yeah. i feel like the world is open to anything so that's awesome man uh i did want to say thanks for for doing this it was a lot of fun uh i appreciate yeah. you coming on and, and sharing some songs that inspired you and uh talking about some of your own oh yeah thank you for having me